the truth is out there. But these two goofballs aren't likely to find it. You're listening to Half Cut Conspiracies. I didn't think it was cool. I didn't realize that open mic night was like for testing new material. I just thought it was like the mic is open, so if you think you're funny, get up there and and try your yeah. bit. But the way they describe I don't know if maybe he just made that up yesterday when the host was like, yeah, so the thing with open mic well, night is, you know, you're going to have comedians try new material. Some of it might land. Some of it might be a I, miss. I do think that's part of it because, I mean, comedians are always coming out with new material and they always need, you do need to try your material to see if it works, right? Mm-hmm. You do need to put it in front of people. And the benefit of an open mic is you have, so like there's the headliner who's there and he's going to do his half hour set that's, you know, hopefully going to entertain the crowd. <laughs> yeah, tested and even if, yeah, yeah it's, it's the tested material, right? Yeah. And I can see that as a platform for where comedians, if they do have new material, take it out, try it for five minutes, mm-hmm. uh, decide what they're keeping, what they're not <laughs> keeping, or what they're revising, maybe, you know, if the, once they've delivered it, they say, like, oh, it didn't land quite the way I thought it would. Is there a way that I can deliver this differently? Um, I think for myself as a writer, I've spent more time editing my stand-up material than, like, probably anything else I've ever written because it's mm. so much of, like, the exact wording, the exact delivery. It's it's all, it's it's timing, it's it's wording, it's all these things. And to get the best response, you got to really polish. Yeah, well, I look forward to uh, seeing your next, next one with some new material. Right, I got some. Hey, <laughs> didn't see you there. How are you doing? Hey, doing great, doing great. When did you get here, sir? Just just now, actually. Wow. Oh, well, yeah. well, take a seat. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for, uh, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Do you want to uh, introduce yourself to, uh, to the audience? Yeah, um, my name is Tim, and I'm a really smart conspiracy guy. <laughs> oh, man, we love talking to smart conspiracy guys, because we're a couple of dumb conspiracy guys. Well, good. Yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, well, you found the right table to sit at. Uh, All right. <laughs> welcome, Tim. Uh, yeah, welcome. Thanks for, uh, for coming on the, uh, the show, mm-hmm. sitting down at our table. Now, you have, uh, you've got a book that you just uh, released and yeah. you've got a website and you are, I was going through your, your site and you've got a bunch of conspiracy stuff on here mm-hmm. uh, that I didn't even know about. I don't even know how to pronounce the the one thing here, <laughs> Quatria. Is that oh, how yeah, you pronounce yeah. it? This is a big one, yeah. That I didn't, I've never heard of it in my life and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's apparently a big thing here. Yeah, you've got this book that you you wrote recently, or you've recently released. Yeah, I wrote it over the summer. Yeah. Do you want to just say a little something about your book? Because I think that uh, I think it kind of ties in with what we were Todd and I were going to talk about today. Yeah. What a coincidence! I know. Wow. wow. That's, wasn't that's e- weird. Wasn't even planned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the book is is called uh, Conspiratopia, um, and it's a utopian satire that set in a world where conspiracies won and sometimes i wonder if that's actually not a satire <laughs> like if we're actually if we're actually living in that timeline already i i do think sometimes the conspiracy minded have won in the in the world we're in right now for sure yeah yeah or there's there's at least an up uptick since um the last few years you know so um because yeah. i've been i've been watching this space for a long time you know like i've been blogging since like the early 2000s um i ran a blog for like almost 10 years that was like 
kind of just like hot takes on conspiracy stuff, paranormal, weird, fringe culture topics. And uh, it all seemed like much more fun and innocent then. And maybe it was partly me that was just like younger and less aware too of, of the dark side of it. But now it seems that yeah, the, sure. the darker material has uh, really exploded in a major way. And I, I had the 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 opportunity to see a lot of it up close because for about five years uh, recently I was working in doing a lot of like content moderation and and policy stuff oh boy. working with like tech companies yeah um, to figure out like what are the boundary lines of things that like violate a platform's rules um, and a lot of times that that could in include like some kinds of conspiracy stuff and. Just people like being jerks to each other, you know, like I had the, the chance to see a lot of that stuff up close for a very long period of time to sort of see the dynamic of it play out like Fun. thousands, yeah, thousands of times yeah. <laughs> um, as a job. So I kind of had that stuff like really in my brain. And this, this book was kind of like getting that all out onto paper to sort of like exercise some of those demons of uh, just sort of like hearing those voices kind of rattle, rattle, rattle around inside of my head, you know. Just kind of the same characteristic things that you, you hear again and again if you start looking through uh, conspiracy stuff. You know, there's a lot mm -hmm. of stuff that mm -hmm. we, we hear again and again, you know, whether it's COVID stuff or climate denial or you guys, I think, yeah, are keyed into this, like the topical breakdowns already, you know. Yeah, well, that's something that we've we've noticed across all the conspiracies we've looked at. There's always the common players in there, the common themes mm. that kind of weave throughout them so i don't know if it's right. just that conspiracy theorists are are kind of lazy and lost their creativity or if i mean i don't know I that it's, everything it's, is all tied together I, yeah i think it's maybe all of the above but I, I think it's also like a kind of like folklore or something it's like stories that get passed down or or passed across mm -hmm. from person to person laterally well, like, like a game of telephone it's getting it's, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. evolving with yeah. each retelling right? <laughs> yeah right so it's kind of like, it's an in, sort of interactive storytelling that people take with varying degrees of seriousness. You know, like some people take it really far and get like really far off the deep end. And then other people can sort of like mm -hmm. sit back and check it out and laugh at it and like, mm -hmm. or think, think about things in a new way, you know, like ask interesting new questions. But it seems like there's less of the carefree side than there once was. It, yeah, it has the, definitely become dark. more serious, I think. And I think, yeah. like, QAnon has become, like, a nexus point mm -hmm. of multiple right. conspiracy theories. Yeah. And especially yeah. The, the ones involving, like, COVID and the vaccines. Those are conspiracy theories that are legitimately dangerous, right? The, the people are getting sick and dying because mm -hmm. of misinformation that they're getting because of conspiracy theories, so... Uh, so just a little bit more uh, about you that I've found while looking on your website and yeah. uh, and are just a little bit of email back and forth um so you're originally from the states you moved right. to canada you're living there now you've been here uh, for about 10 years i think you said yep um on your site it says you're a digital artist activist a satirist and whateverist so okay. you're a jack of all trades here yeah um the, the thing i find funny though is uh, on your site, you have uh, no ads, tracking, or data collection, um, uh, and you mentioned, uh, I think, to me that you don't uh, use Facebook. Yeah. I find that interesting for somebody. I guess is that because you came from like a tech <laughs> background and you saw all that that stuff um, that's going into it, or it's it's funny. Like I think it's just parallel. Like I had always been 
sort of like really interested in the, the developments of technology and tracking and privacy and people being able to control their own information because I was a blogger for so long and I saw kind of the ups and downs of like, how are you able to make money or survive or, or be successful in like search rankings and stuff. And there's a lot of things that made me not trust necessarily um, a platform, for example, having like total control over a market of information. Um, and Google is a platform. I include them in that or, you know, Facebook, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I've always, you know, I, I was, I started on blogs before there was social media. So like I never fully switched over to all that stuff. I used Facebook for a little while and then I just found myself getting into situations that like I hated on Facebook, like getting blocked by people or whatever. And I was like, I don't want to live like that. I don't know. I guess it's, mm, there's a yeah. lot of, there's a lot of upsides to it too, because like, you know, as a result of not being on Facebook, like I don't see all the like random posts from people I went to high school with or, or, you know, <laughs> family members or stuff and stuff, but it's like, there's other ways to keep in touch too, you know? Yeah. yeah and I yeah. think, you know, for myself and I, I do still use Facebook quite regularly for some reason. Um, there's less of that, that that's less of the, what Facebook is doing, or maybe it's just like all your friends from Facebook's are just sharing really shitty memes now. And, yeah. right. and that's yeah. all you're getting from them. So you're not, I don't think you're missing a whole lot. Maybe of then that's, yeah, no, maybe that's, really. maybe that's not such a big deal that I'm not getting all of their memes. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe there, maybe there are some good ones that I'm missing though too. You never know. That's true. That's true. You don't want to miss the good memes. <laughs> but you're on Reddit and stuff. So I think that's where yeah, uh, a I, lot I, of the best ones I, are. I really so. like Reddit. Oh, Reddit is where like, they all begin. Yeah. I think, right. Uh -huh. Well, isn't it? What's the saying? It's like, uh, is it 4chan is where like the internet starts and then Reddit is where it's like filtered for like the better content <laughs> and then it goes to all the rest of the social media yeah. and 4chan is such a <laughs> yeah it's like, holy oh shit. yeah it's horrifying <laughs> to me yeah <laughs> i think the question that everybody wants to know though is uh where do you place the odds on jfk jr coming back and running as donald trump's uh, running mate well i think we should keep waiting we should keep an open mind and it's possible, <laughs> Anything's I possible. Think, you know, any day now any day now he's going to come back he's going to bring yep. you know he's going to have excalibur or whatever with him and uh it's all gonna be back to the way that it was you know back when oh that'd be so nice wouldn't it america was you know stuff <laughs> yeah and at that point then maybe you regret moving to canada when america is that great again right because you know probably <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, back to your book your book has yeah. a theme that runs through it uh so it's it's basically yes. the artificial intelligence that is kind of running right. things in there um and this actually uh there's a lot of references to the matrix in there as well yeah uh, and yeah. so this this episode is is perfectly timed because the new matrix is it resurrection um that's coming out soon uh which kind of from the previews and just from the the general theme of the matrix is that we are in a simulation and it looks like in the new one uh, Neo thought he, you know, was out of the Matrix, but he's probably still in it. Um, so today, yeah, Todd and I were wanting to kind of dive into that conspiracy yeah. theory of uh, the simulation theory. And uh, so, we, yeah, we felt it was really fitting to kind of tie it in with your book, yeah. uh, which is similar, not not down exactly that road, but it, it kind of aligns with it, with the artificial yeah. intelligence. You do have a note on your website that it looks like you pulled from uh, Wikipedia, <laughs> like your note of uh -huh. like you can you know it's true uh, on hyper reality. 
which oh, yeah. is, uh, so the definition is, uh, hyperreality is seen as a condition in which what is real and what is fiction are seamlessly blended together so that there's no clear distinction between where one ends and the other begins. And I think with the announcement of uh, Meta from Facebook there yep. and, you know, Quest, their, their or Oculus, sorry, their um, uh, virtual reality platform, it definitely seems like that's kind of where technology is, they're trying to make it go, is yep. combining reality with gaming and you've got graphics that are pretty amazing. So I could see this hyper-reality kind of being the next type of gaming where you don't know, yep. you know, if you're in or out because it's just seamless. Yeah. I played a, a Walking Dead game on my phone where uh, you could actually, so like you would, you'd have to shoot zombies by like tapping them. But you could also set it up so that like, it used the phone's camera. Oh, like so augmented actually, reality. You would, yeah, you yeah. would see where you are and there were zombies on the phone and then you'd be shooting those zombies in... Like I was doing it at McDonald's, which was kind of wild actually. <laughs> yeah. Zombies roaming through McDonald's trying to get me while I was eating my Big Mac. Yeah, that seems like a, a real blending of fiction and reality. And then I think you'll you'll be able to earn cryptocurrency. I think that's where it's going. Yeah, yeah. probably Metabucks. Yep. Yeah, basically shifting everything to, to the digital... Right. lifestyle and then you you had sent a, a video link oh boy, uh, and maybe yeah. we'll blast this out yeah on um <laughs> well this is the the elon musk one yep, i thought that it, was yeah. really yeah really interesting because it starts off uh basically where he's kind of saying that you know years ago we had like pong and then games have evolved so much since then Right. And it's it's just interesting that he goes from like uh, we're not in a, a simulation. simulation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like we're not really. We we might be. I don't think so though. And then by the end of the video, he's like, oh yeah, we're yeah we're probably in it. Like <laughs> there's a good possibility. He definitely makes a good point of like how far we've evolved just in like the video oh, yeah. video sure, game yeah. technology. Yeah. And I could you know it's not that hard to kind right. of go that next step by saying we're going to be in the game soon. Um, isn't somebody yeah. trying to like implant uh, some sort of like technology where you can... Yeah, by having like uh, electrodes in your brain that you can communicate with your cell phone or whatever, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. I swear I saw an article on that that they're starting yeah. to do that and I don't see it being too far before I'm, they can I'm control I'm honestly not opposed to that. I, I think I'm okay with that. I think it'd be neat. It'd be scary though because then... Oh that's, yeah, I'm not. That, I'm not saying I'm gonna be the first guy to get one. But. No, yeah. But that's the like that's the scary part of really when you think of the human body. Everything is kind of cre like it's all like your brain is where everything turns into what you see and feel and whatever. So if you're able to just manipulate that signal, then mm -hmm. you could make somebody see something or make somebody feel something. And so then I could definitely see hyper reality being easily to, yeah. easy to achieve yeah, yeah, right. because you just you know tell the brain to that you see something in front of you i think there was a movie that a movie or a tv show that had something along that line yeah that um, seems familiar where, yeah 
Um, or I just made something up. Oh and my God! I'm the first guy <laughs> we need to, to think write of this. this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have to call my um, agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me get an agent first. But I've seen a lot of people talk about how you know how cell phones, in a lot of ways, are just an extension of our bodies, and so in you know in a sense, we're already taking steps towards that right. that kind of transhumanism. Um, the only difference is that like this element is still in our hands or in our pockets, but it's it's only probably a very short matter of time until what we do with our phones, we could kind of do with our bodies, you know? But so yeah. let us let me let me take a step back here though for a second, because in that video, sure. I think the rest of Elon Musk's argument that I think he's like repeating from maybe like Nick Bostrom, who's a philosopher or whatever. Oh yeah, I got some stuff about him talking about Oxford. Yeah, know yeah, I don't know anything about him outside of what Elon Musk says in this video. But what I what I think that Elon says in this video is like, uh, okay, Pong was really basic forty years ago. Now we're much better. Uh, soon it's going to improve a lot. And then basically he kind of like accelerates that into saying, eventually we'll be able to make uh, simulations that are equally as as real as what's real reality, right? now yeah, yeah. Um, but then he, then there's this sort of like recursive part of it that he tacks on that like once people make a simulation that's that real they will have characters or something within it that will make their own simulations that seem real and blah 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 whatever on down 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 into like all of these branches below, below that mm-hmm. um, but to me like the the part that that falls apart is like okay like video games used to be worse and now they're getting better i think we could say that pretty much with, with certainty yeah but i think yeah. the rest after that is like well dude that's basically a bunch of conjecture you know like you might be trying to sound smart and logical but like you could basically just say anything you want you could be like scientists say you know like experts are advising that we're now in a simulation you know it's like anybody can tack on any kind of like false appeal to authority and make something oh, sound yeah. like super, yeah. oh, wow, well, that guy's, you know, he's rich. So he definitely knows about simulations. It's like, what? <laughs> well, I think, though, even if you're looking at the idea of simulations within simulations, the thing that I read about the last couple of days is this idea that each step down, your simulation is not going to be as good because it's, it's going to have restricted of, yeah. computing power because it's being computed within this larger mm-hmm. computer where most of its computer power is going towards other things. And so you cannot have like an infinite infinite number of, of simulations yeah. going down or at least not unless they, they get super basic. Well, maybe that's though that's why we started at Pong, which was garbage. And it's getting better. Maybe that's how we started in our simulation with we like eight-bit, yeah, characters. <laughs> and we've just that was the cavemen. We're the eight-bit characters, and then we've evolved since then as the computing power in our in the real world. But you know, an interesting example is so I play I play a lot of uh, Grand Theft Auto Online, uh-huh. and uh, one of the things that you can do in that game is you can own an arcade. And so uh, it, it's a cover for like your your casino heist, like in the basement of your arcade is where you're playing your <laughs> casino heist. Okay. But in the game, you also have a functioning arcade that makes you money. And you can actually buy arcade games that you put inside of your arcade. And you can go and you can play those arcade games in the game. So inside right, of a right. video game, 
I can walk up to an arcade game and play that arcade game. The quality <laughs> right. of the arcade game is not as good as the quality of GTA V. Right. It feels like I'm playing like a retro arcade game from yeah. the 80s or the 90s. And so there's that that kind of recursive, uh, uh, you know, CPU limit element. Right. right. But uh, but that is an example of like how you could have a simulation yeah. within a simulation as long as the parameters of the simulation were less than the simulation you were in. But I think like I think wow. where he ends he ends up saying at the end like if you throw a dart the chances that you don't hit base reality are much higher than or are much lower than if you you hit one of the simulations. But I don't know I don't know that that makes any sense in a, in a way that like I, I I need or can use that information personally you know. Well, while we're talking about math that doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> It's time for me to talk about uh, a Scientific American article that I discovered last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went and returned to this year just for this subject. And, uh, and the, the reason I recognize the name Nick Bostrom is that the article is, is kind of a, it's based on an idea that's bounced off from Nick Bostrom's article, Are We Living in a Computer Simulation? Right. Uh, here's the abstract from that article. I argue that at least one of the following positions is true. Mm -hmm. One, the human species is very likely to become extinct before reaching a post-human stage. And in this case, I think post-human is meant to be at a stage where they can create simulations. Two, any post-human civilization is extremely unlikely to run a significant number of simulations of its evolutionary history or variations thereof. And three, we are almost certainly living in a computer simulation. Now, David Kipping, who is an assistant professor of astronomy at Columbia University, took those things and uh, took that trilemma and broke it down to a dilemma, basically saying that one in two, um, that the human species is unlikely or uh, is likely to become extinct before reaching a post-human stage or that in the post-human stage, we do not create simulations. And, uh, and that amounts to there are no simulations. And so the, the trilemma becomes the dilemma of there are no simulations or there are simulations. <laughs> okay. And at that point, there's a bunch of other, like, kind of weird sciencey garbage. But what he comes down to is that because there's these two options, it's a 50-50 chance. Right, right. And I, I absolutely cannot get behind that math. Because you're thinking it should be, like, a 33% chance. Of each. Well, <laughs> you're stuck in that trilemma. <laughs> um, but here, also, but but you're you're kind of right because Bostrom, who wrote the original article, uh, what he said about Kipping's choice. Um, Bostrom takes issue with Kipping's choice to assign equal prior probabilities to the physical and simulation hypothesis at the start of the analysis. Quote. The invocation of the principle of indifference here is rather shaky, he says. One could equally well invoke it over my original three alternatives, which would then give them a one-third chance each. Or one could carve up the possibility space in some other manner and get any result one wishes. So, yeah, I think, like, the 50-50 <laughs> math is garbage. And I, I think the, the, the troubling thing about, um, and maybe the fun thing, in a way, about simulation theory is that I don't think there's any way you can prove it. Mm -hmm. No, actually, and there was this article that I saw, I forget who it was that, it was probably one of those guys you just mentioned, was saying that it's, it would be easier to prove that we are in a simulation than to prove that we are not in a simulation. Because if we are in a simulation, they can just simulate anything to give us that, you know, proof that we're not in it. 
Well, and so, it's also a lot harder to prove a negative. Yeah. All I'm picturing those those two like math nerds that are like in some sort of I don't know battle with their <laughs> <laughs> their yeah. theories. They're like on the street right. in their like tweed jackets. And they're rapping at each yeah. other. Yeah. It's a nerd rap battle about simulation theory. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I sort of get that impression when it, when you when you check some of these arguments from like the whatever whatever of Oxford whatever it's like basically they're just a super advanced reddit user you know like it's just right. it's still just some guys complaining to each other on the internet you know it's like it's basically a dude getting high and going dude what if <laughs> yeah. but with Which, a lot more like letters after their name right yeah. but like fine you know like cool but I feel that it's being dressed up to be more than that and I, I think maybe it's not always more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is I think, like, let's just say, let's just grant that we are in a simulation. How would we live our lives differently upon learning that? Right. I yeah. wouldn't. Would I we really want to get out? Like, I don't know. I saw when Neo go out of the Matrix. That didn't look fun. <laughs> well, but that's even, assuming, that's even assuming that you are a brain in a vat. You could just be numbers in a computer. And there is no getting out. There's only having the computer turned off. Oh, was it like, was it um, the Ryan Reynolds movie that just came out where he was, he was the um, non-player computer game thing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, where he, free, yeah. Free, free man. Free man. That's what it was. Have you seen that one, Tim? Oh, no, I didn't see this. I, I, I heard about it, but I didn't see it yet. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. Trailer. Well, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. No, I mean, it's, it's in the trailer. It's, we all know what it's about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that was kind of that idea yeah. where, yeah, he's a computer. So if, yeah, when he realizes that, then, yeah, life's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, you can't escape it because then you're nothing. Yeah. I'm, I yeah. mean, I'm, I prefer existence over non-existence. So please, my uh, my simulation overlords, <laughs> yeah. keep the computer running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Send in some better simulations. <laughs> like, yeah, like use some cheat codes. Yeah, give right. me some money, guys. Uh, where we are right now, Tim, we were kind of talking about this earlier. Um, like, there's like flooding happening here in BC. Like, just yeah. shit's going crazy. So I feel like somebody either is just fucking with us, and they're like, "What happens if we like add so much extra water to the rainfall <laughs> to run this <laughs> simulation?" Right. Or they just, I don't know, are whatever fucked I, up royally but. i think in sim city you can call in natural disasters on yep, a whim yep. so that's maybe what's going on right yeah. now is some asshole is just natural disastering the fuck out of his sim city game i was gonna say and that asshole is all of us <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah either that or if we are in a simulation You've got a dad who's playing the sim game, but he stepped mm. away from the computer to go to the bathroom, and his shitty kid came up and was like, "Yeah, I'm <laughs> messing fucking... with the same." Yeah, he's totally yeah. Uh, yeah, messing around with the game. What That's did you why do? We're <laughs> yeah, you ruined everything. So I do. I have a uh, an article on Vulture.com here that talks about. 15 irrefutable reasons why we might be living in a simulation. <laughs> uh, I like how they go from... Be. I know, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we're definitely, <laughs> almost, kind of, maybe. Uh, Possibly. Uh, so, 100%. Yeah. I mean, that's how you can tell it's good journalism. Yeah, right? yeah exactly, yeah. right? They're being clear. 
Yeah, so um, I, I figured we could go through these uh, these points and then maybe just kind of like touch on them a little yeah. bit and see if uh, okay. at the end of them, if we think that we're uh, definitely maybe living definitely in a simulation. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one they have here is uh, the Mandela effect. And we've kind of touched on that in some mm. of our uh, episodes. And so what they've got written here is uh, some people claim to remember TV coverage of Nelson Mandela's death in the 1980s, even though he actually died in 2013. So the Mandela effect is therefore supposedly proof that whoever is in charge of our simulation is changing the past. I mean, I like I like the Mandela effect. I think it's it's fun, like for the most part, you know? It's like, I don't think people think are like shooting each other yet because of the Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Mandela effect is fun to think about, but I also think it's it's kind of like garbage. I think it's just like people have shitty mm -hmm. memories. Yeah, I, I think, and we kind of talked about <laughs> yeah. this before because like there's so many of them, like the the Bernstein bears, uh, bears, Bernstein, oh Bernstein Bert. bears versus Bernstein Bert bears. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and and, and some people the, remember it either that way. Movie, the the Shazam movie. Shazam, with, yeah, or yeah, Shazam, uh, yeah. Um, starring Sinbad as a genie. Apparently, another one is that um, what's his name, um, the, the Johnny Carson co-host, Ed McMahon, never went at, to door to door handing out checks for Publishers Clearinghouse. Oh yeah, this one, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, Dude. I thought he did. <laughs> yeah, right. But I feel like that's that, the thing. You think he did? Yeah, but it's right. it's a misremembering of details. Well, how does it prove simulation theory? Is is the next step of that that chain? Well, I, yeah, I don't know how it doesn't really prove it, other than gives a <laughs> reason. Glitches in the to, matrix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like okay, corrupted save file. I wouldn't say that's right. irrefutable, <laughs> but. Right. Our Not save game accidentally maybe. merged with a different save game. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. The, as far as the Mandela effect goes, I think it's interesting, but I'm, I'm kind of on the same um, wavelength as uh, Todd about it's just people's shitty memory that yeah. our memory does like to fill in the blanks when we don't have a full picture. And so right. I think people, you know, half remembering something, the brain is then picking up some other memory that's similar and combining it and as yeah. soon as somebody says one thing then it you know people and i think it. like i think if you look at like um like courtroom experts they'll tell you that eyewitness testimony is the absolute worst form of evidence mm -hmm. you know people misremember things constantly and, and missee things and the further away you get from the actual yeah. event the worse the memory is so yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know, as far as the Mandela effect, I don't think it really proves anything other than, like you said, Tim, it is interesting. Um, nobody, hopefully nobody's shooting I've also, anyone else over. <laughs> I've also made a That's bunch Berenstein. of fake... <laughs> yeah. I've made a bunch of fake Mandela effect videos um, before, and one of, one of them that comes to mind is like... Um, that Shania Twain is actually Mark Twain's daughter. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> cool. Or that Debbie Gibson is Mel Gibson's daughter. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so it's basically people like it. you who are fucking around <laughs> with everyone's memory. <laughs> and that's why no one could believe anything or trust anyone. Speaking of your videos, yeah. I saw all those really high profile people uh, on your website talking about how much they loved your book. Yeah, oh, there was a bunch that were shit-talking it, trying to ban it, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben Shapiro, yep. man, that fucker. <laughs> I, yeah, he really wants to ban my book, yeah. But George Soros and Bill Gates, they're, they're all behind me 100%, so... Yeah. That's, oh, that's, that's, you got the that's how you know they're good people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so the next, uh, the next thing in the article is, uh, they call it Missing Aliens, and, um, so the, the little paragraph here says, We spent billions sending probes through outer space and should probably have found evidence of extraterrestrials by now, right? Not so fast. Aliens would likely be far more technologically advanced than we are. Uh, so the fact that we haven't located them suggests we live in a simulation they've figured out how to escape from. Or maybe the computer we're in only has enough RAM to simulate one planetary civilization at a time. So I, how do you argue that one, Tim? I mean, I don't think it suggests that at all. I think that's like one line of <laughs> very in this remote. Article. It's one very remote <laughs> line of conjecture, but I think it also might just be that like the the probes didn't arrive yet, or the data didn't arrive yet, or whatever. It's like that's that's not the next logical conclusion. Is that oh yeah, they're probably the aliens that control the simulation or escaped it, or you know, it's like okay, maybe that's another idea you might have while stoned. Yeah, maybe, but like, <laughs> yeah. that's not like necessarily proof just because you thought it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think in a simulation, um, it would be easier to have aliens because you don't yeah, have to, yeah. you don't necessarily have to count, you consider like the laws of physics. You don't have to decide that like this thing that's like 300 billion light years away uh -huh. will never be able to travel to Earth. All you do is you spawn aliens just yep. outside of the Earth. That's when they just yep. pop into existence. Boom. Yeah. Um, you don't have to have next, a whole other season, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, you don't have to have a whole other planetary system that's being rendered inside of the, the supercomputer. You can just have a couple of aliens outside of our door. So I say this is evidence that we're not in a simulation. Mm, and if, if they're if they're if their supercomputers are so great, why haven't they solved like all of these rendering issues? You know, like on the one hand, we're saying that's so great, it's indistinguishable from reality, but then we're saying, oh, well, they got all these technical problems that they still haven't figured out. So, which one is it? Maybe they haven't upgraded their RAM yet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. that's it. Or they have to turn it back off and turn it back on again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one they have in here is electrons that can't make up their minds. Uh, now this one was an interesting one. Uh, it makes not really much sense to me. Is this like where light is a particle in a way? Well, okay. Time? So in in physics's uh, yeah physics's famous double split experiment. Mm. No idea what the fuck that is. Uh, <laughs> electrons are fired at a photosensitive screen through slits in a copper plate, usually producing an interference pattern that indicates wavelength behavior. But when the same experiment is conducted under observation, electrons behave like particles, not waves, and there's no interference pattern. Some have taken this to mean our simulation is uh, conserving its resources and rendering certain things only when it's known we're looking at them. So I thought that was kind of neat. That is interesting. Yeah. Because I remember seeing, I don't remember what game it was, but I remember seeing a game that was designed so that it would literally only render what you were looking at at the time to save resources. And, and they showed a, a, a video of what the engine was doing, not from the perspective of your character in the engine, but what was actually going on. So you could actually see how the, the cone of view and how, like, as he's turning, it's bringing into life and rendering oh, like everything as it turns oh. around. And I have heard that as, as, as evidence for um, us being in a simulation. I do think it's interesting. And, and on that topic, another thing I read in regards to um, there being a, sort of a maximum of computational power, um, I read that if we were in a simulation, there would be certain hard limits of what you could do in this reality because the 
the system can't handle more than that. Mm -hmm. And one of the, the pieces of evidence they brought up to support that is we have a maximum speed, which is the speed of light. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and it's possible that the fact that we have that maximum speed could prove that we're in a simulation because technically maybe we should be able to go faster than that. But also technically maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. It's the fucking yeah, how universe. Do we, how I don't do you know that? What about yeah. warp like, speed, dude? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh boy. Damn. <clears throat> Tim dropping the knowledge. You got yeah. it now, Captain yeah. Kirk. Think about that. But also like, okay, like maybe this this whole thing of like the electrons or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a computer either. It could also be like that consciousness requires an observer or is an observer or like things happen and it's like when they happen there's an observer present that sort of has a, a factor in causing it to occur so i like i like mm -hmm. that kind of explanation a little better because it's like the agency of those who are involved rather than uh some kind of outside superpower that controls a mechanistic universe that i'm just like not even able to to do anything to change you know i don't know that seems to be more mm. to me to be a more hopeful sort of take on the 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 cosmos quick interjection here do you think like if if any of us ever got close enough to so if we were in a simulation first right and if any of us got close enough to understanding the details of the simulation that we were actually in would the people running the simulation panic and hit the reset button i would I just shut it down, restart. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what would be the out what would be the outcome if if one of us figured it out, you know? That would that would be detrimental to those who who run the simulation. Like, why would that be a bad thing for them? Why wouldn't they want that? Well, cuz then you if know? you want to tell your sim characters <clears throat> to go in the pool, they won't. <laughs> they have free will. Well, yeah. understand they're in a simulation. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I know you're just going to delete that ladder and make me yeah. drown in the pool like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I think this is kind of like, I don't know if you've ever um, looked at like Gnosticism, this, this sort of idea that like, okay, there's actually a God, but he's like demented and, and trying to, to destroy you all the time, you know? So that was like an alternative. Makes more sense than Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and that was like kind of an alternative take to the to early christianity's view of of the cosmos and it sort of fits i think also the simulation theory that like there is either a malevolent or a, a neutral entity that's running this simulation that we're all stuck in and either they want from something from us or they just want to see what happens or we don't really know but it, it all seems like very similar philosophically to to that kind of stuff you know well, yeah, I was thinking the other day, um, I was talking to a friend uh, uh, about simulation theory and about this, this, kind of, this kind of subject and how, in my mind, the, sort of the, if I was making a simulation, um, like if, if just on the earth right now, the way things are with these fucking, these floods and crazy fires in the summer and essentially, you know, climate change and everything's falling apart, the world's going to end. Let's come up with a, you know, simulation to figure out like let's make a like a billion fake people to hopefully solve all these problems because we can't figure it out. Right. And so we need to give them all the same kind of shitty problems that we have so they can deal with those problems and hopefully solve them. Right. And the other thing I was thinking about is that we like the processor could be running at this like super, super fast speed. Even so, like within within the simulation. We're only experiencing 
like a very slowed down version of it, right? Like, so for every second that's going on here, that's maybe one quintillionth of a microsecond in the real world, right? So sure, yeah. you know, there's, 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 there's all kinds of kind of crazy shit that you can get into if you, if you start thinking about simulations. And, but I mean, my point being, I, I think there are reasons beyond just like, Let's see what fucking happens uh, to have a simulation, like like just messing with people, like making your sims drown in their pool, right? You know things like that. Like there are more reasons than that to to have a simulation. There are maybe logical reasons to have a simulation. Yeah, I mean it's this question. I think that I kind of I kind of almost touch on in the book of like the artificial intelligence is getting sort of bored and they just like want to play. So they kind of like rope humans into these weird games. And I could see that, you know, like I could see that happening that also like an artificial intelligence could get so freaking smart, man, that like, uh, <laughs> um, just wants to mess with us and well, stuff. Well, I mean, not just that, but like that they would get so smart that they would run out of ideas or like they would get sort of like inbred in their own way of thinking because their brain would be going like so fast that they would sort of like lose track of some things that like a slower human mind might be like, well, what about this, bro? And then the AI would be like, dude, you're a genius, you know? So I could, I could see like AI keeping regular dumb humans around to run experiments on or to like sure. get them to come up with novel uh, solutions or to get them to come up with like novel media programming stuff to sell to other humans that they make money off of, you know? Why not? For sure, mm. yeah. And it all comes back to who's making the money. Who's making Follow the money. Follow the money. <laughs> Which, in the one of the episodes, yeah. you made a point of like, I hate that. But then you also started the episode by like, we need to follow the money. So, but, so I listened to that episode, and I got to say, I got to clarify this. When I said it, I was being satirical. Oh, I was you? joking. Oh. When you brought it up and said, we need to follow the money, yeah, being you were being serious. serious yeah. So that's a difference. An important it didn't one. Sound as, it didn't sound but, satirical. So, I took it. That was fact. This is, this is a question for like satire and hyper reality and like simulations, like trolling. Like there, there, there comes a point with, I think especially hyper reality encapsulate this, encapsulates this best where like all of those things blend together and like, it's not that you can't tell the difference of what's a satire or what's fake news or what's an ad or what's the real thing or whatever. It's just that you don't care or that they all kind of like wash over you equally. So I think like to me, that seems like I'm already living in that simulated reality from that regard, whether or not, you know, there are like pixels floating in the air and, you know, like I'm just made of electrons or whatever in a in a computer. I don't, I'm not sure about that, but I think like I'm, I'm already living in that other simulated reality. That's highly mediated by technology, by media, by product. you know, like all of that stuff already. And I think that's what those original sociologists and philosophers, especially in the 1960s and seventies with postmodernism and, and hyper-reality and all that stuff, that's what they were getting at was like that that world is kind of already upon us where all of those things are changing um, and the way mm -hmm. that people interact with reality is changing. And I think now it's just like super accelerated because we're all 
always in front of our computers and our, on our phones and having mm-hmm. information yeah. piped at us 24 seven, uh, wherever we go. So, well, that's all. Yeah. We're, we're at the point where it's basically, yeah, we started off with, you know, no internet, then went to dial up, which mm-hmm. was slow. <clears throat> so, you know, information was passed along a little bit quicker yeah, than you carrier had, but you pigeon, still had to but, make a conscious effort. Right. It was like, I'm going on the internet now. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going, going to now, search for now. something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Whereas now it's like just constantly information going everywhere, whether it's true or not. Right. It's not just looking for information. Either. Yeah. It's like just it's, things it's are being thrown at on you. your phone. Information yeah. is being delivered to you. Yeah. And like it's people yelling at you or it's you yelling at people, you know, <laughs> you too is like a major. Exactly. Is loud, yeah. yeah. It's interesting you mentioned pixels because one of the irrefutable things that might prove that <laughs> we're in a simulation theory, uh, we already know what the bricks of our matrix are. So, mm. according to simulation believers, we may have already found the pixel size building block of our universe, the Planck length. So, P L A N C K. Uh, and it's the point at which our concepts of gravity and space-time no longer apply. In our world, oh, if our world is simulated, the Planck length would be equivalent to one bit of information or a pixel. And they have a link to this Planck length thing, but I didn't really look into it. So yeah. I don't know. Somehow <laughs> they know that <laughs> that if you get to a small enough size. Nothing exists. Gravity is meaningless. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we've found the pixel in the real world. So I don't know about go. that one. Kind of like a cheat code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about it. Well, that's the thing with these ones. When you get like super scientific-y. Yeah, I don't know much about uh, Planck. Yeah, it's whatever. like how does how is someone supposed to argue against that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Sure, if science found it, then I, yeah. I'd like to see the science, but I probably won't even understand that well, when I they mean, show it to me. In, in the same way that we have like a, a, a maximum length that we can have in our universe, there again, there's a, a smallest level that you can get to. And and this this comes down to the same thing between like um, uh, like like uh, physics and quantum physics. They don't they're not they're two different things because at a certain mm-hmm. level of of smallness, regular physics doesn't work anymore. Now whether or not that happens because we're in a simulation, because they didn't program it, or because it point. happens because we're in a weird fucking universe, and we haven't quite figured out how it works yet. Yeah, um, is anybody's guess, right? Um, the next one they have here is, uh, they got a few, um, this one here that, I don't know, whatever, we'll talk about it, but we can skip (laughs) skip by it. DNA that contains a computer virus. So in 2017, a multidisciplinary group of researchers at the University of Washington proved that they could embed malicious computer code into physical strands of DNA. Their aim was to show that computers working in gene sequence were vulnerable to attack but they may have also inadvertently re- revealed that what we perceive to be biological reality was in fact computer code all along. <laughs> like, okay. Are they saying that I can get a computer virus inside of my own DNA? Yeah, if you open the wrong email, then all, <laughs> all of your organs will be password protected oh. and you need to pay some ransomware oh, before shit. you can poop again. <laughs> That is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was looking at it the opposite way. I was like, I can just bleed on a computer and infect it now. Mm, I guess. Go maybe. to the Apple right? store. Like my DNA has, a, has <laughs> yeah. a computer virus. I just like leak it onto your MacBook over here and boom, mm. you're infected. <laughs> Anything in your uh, trove of knowledge, Tim, that supports this theory or, or <laughs> argues against it? <laughs> I don't think I have anything 
that can irrefutably prove or disprove it. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those weird ones. It's like, sure, somebody did an experiment and found something. Okay. It does sound like an experiment that I would like to read more about. It does sound mm. interesting. Well, there's a link here, so. I mean, so this, this is, there's something in my book that I've referred to as the AI virus that it's. Mm. Yeah, it's, this one kind of, yeah, it does touch a little bit similar, on It's similar, but it's like, it's not necessarily genetic code. It's like a human can catch a computer virus. It's not like somebody rewrote the DNA of a whatever in order to prove that something, you know, it's like, no, it's like, it's much more direct. Like, it's more like you said, like you open an email and then suddenly you're infected because you saw a pattern on your screen or you get like a a phone call. Oh, a QR code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get like, or you get a phone call from a telemarketer with like a weird sequence of tones and suddenly you're like like a mind control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's, that's, that's kind of a fun idea, but like whether or not the other part of it proves that we're in a simulation, hmm, I don't know, pass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, next. Okay, so this one here, climate change, how convenient. That's the title. <laughs> I disagree. I don't think it's very convenient at all. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the the paragraph here says, Our civiliz- civilization is just coincidentally <clears throat> set on the cusp of environmental chaos, suggesting we could be an ancestor simulation created in hopes that we'd show our, cre- our creators how to solve an energy crisis. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, this theory right, overlaps okay. slightly with the aliens as simulation quitters uh, that we talked about above, the, the ones that jumped out of the simulation. Uh, so if we found an innovative solution to climate crisis, uh, extraterrestrial beings might return uh, to crib the results. That's what the, the article says here. Sure, that's cool. Is that, yeah, we could be... It's either that or the climate crisis is like our final boss battle. Yeah. And I think we're going to lose it. It looks like it. Yeah, it's yeah. not looking good. So far, yeah. No. I, uh, this one here, like, I feel, yeah, how convenient. No, I think it's just like humans as a civilization have just done a shitty job of protecting the earth and making it yeah. inhabitable for, you know, many years. And yeah. we've just basically raped it of its resources and polluted so much that right. now we've just screwed ourselves over. And, and here, <laughs> I don't think it, this it, proves simulation theory. It just proves that humans are shitty. But here's my other like meta argument against the simulation theory that like that it sort of gives you like a get out of jail free card because like oh well this is all fake so I don't have to do anything and yes all yeah. of this stuff is bullshit I can just fucking sit back and scroll Reddit all night and never take action <laughs> or never try to change anything you know like so I think that's like my ultimate philosophically like root reason that I'm against it whether or not we want to entertain if it's real or not you know. <laughs> I, I thought about that when I was watching that Elon Musk interview that, that you would send a link to because it's like, mm-hmm. here's a guy who could probably do a whole lot of things to improve the world, but if he's convinced that we're in a simulation, it, it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to. He can right. he can continue to be a terrible asshole <laughs> with no right. long-term ramifications, with no, yeah. doesn't matter. I think the other thing for me too is like, certain ideas are more fun to entertain at different points in your life. And um, I think once you have a kid, like, you can no longer afford to like entertain the idea that this is all simulation, like because it's suddenly very real. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very real in the sense that yeah, we have to you know want to leave something for the next generation that hopefully isn't on fire. Yeah. So this next one here, uh, video games that look like real life. 
So, and this kind of touches on uh, Elon Musk's, um, uh, the in, uh, interview that uh, we you sent the video of. So he uh, says that if humanity can survive long enough to create technology capable of running uh, convincing simulations of reality, it will create many such simulations and therefore there would be lots of simulated realities and only one base reality. And we kind of talked about this, you, you, Todd, you mentioned that, you, you know, the more you get into it, the more resources it would use on the main base computer reality thing. That's and simulations it, within simulations. Yeah. But another thought I had is that the base reality could also have dozens, hundreds, thousands of simulations running as well. So it doesn't necessarily have to be simulations within simulations. You could have a thousand computers running, you know, Grand Theft Auto V or whatever, right? Mm. So the next one here is uh, titled Weird News. Um, so some have proposed that recent unlikelihoods, including Donald Trump's election, Brexit, the 2017 Oscars envelope mix-up, and that year's 25-point Super Bowl comeback, could mean we're in a malfunctioning simulation or whoever is pushing the buttons is screwing with us. I think that's just a like an argument of like anything that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, to be like fair, human error. I think I did use Donald Trump's election to support an argument for simulation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was one of those things where it's like, this is this, yeah. fuck this. How would this even this happen? This possibly yeah. happen. <laughs> Dude, that's so yeah. oh, We should have done this high. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of uh, intoxication, we didn't even mention like what we're drinking. We like came up with this. Uh, I, I found this really wicked drink that fit this theme so well, and we haven't even talked about it. So tell us, uh, what it's, I don't even remember what so it's called. So it's called a JavaScript. Okay. And I, as we're talking about all this stuff, I realized this is the most nerdy episode that we have ever done, ever. Sorry about uh, that. Because, yeah. <laughs> oh no, not a, I, I like it. I've built computers before. I'm oh yeah, nerd. we're we're both nerds over here. So yeah, it, we'll probably lose a bunch of <laughs> listeners, but <laughs> so JavaScript. Yeah, it's a basically a computer language uh, that you can write code and make things happen on your computer. But the drink itself uh, is a uh, it's a, a shot of coffee liqueur, two shots of vanilla vodka. Shake that up uh, and pour it in glass, and then you put energy drink in there. You top it up with uh, some energy drink. It, it's not bad. It's not like, bad. Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling. I don't think I'm gonna go to bed tonight. Like, I'm, just, I'm trying to find oh. a way to describe the taste, and I don't know how to do it. It's because yeah, the, in this simulation, we don't have. You don't have a word for that. <laughs> yeah. Just flavor doesn't yeah. exist in the simulation. There's yeah. no way to equate it to anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have anything on your end, uh, Tim? I, I'm going back and forth between um, a Murphy's Irish Stout and a Bowmore uh, Scotch. Oh, mm. nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. How would you describe the Scotch? Like, like I, in my experience, like Scotch has one of the, like sort of the widest varieties right. of flavors that you can get from any kind of whiskey. And so, like, what kind of a Scotch would you say that mm. is? It's an Islay. So I've I've heard people say that like they they tend to taste more seawatery, but. I guess okay. I could see that, like that there's kind of a, a sort of a sea salt, uh, kind of like cliff uh, peat flavor to it. I really like this one scotch that I don't have right now called Aberlour, which is like, it's very mm -hmm. smooth and soft, like kind of velvety uh, taste. Ooh. I think it's like aged in sherry casks or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking my language. Yeah, it's kind of like very like a round, kind of like dark red flavor to me. That uh, I really like that one, but I guess the uh, the workers at the distribution center 
of the SAQ, which is the Quebec's um, alcohol authority. They were on strike, um, so I haven't been able to get my hands on that uh, just recently. All right, well, good. So we got our, our drinks set. And then we're also drinking some beer, Little Wonders. Yeah, Little Wonders. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, beers uh, by, uh, who is this by? Phillips Brewing? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Phillips Brewing. Um, they are low carb because uh, I'm diabetic, so I'm watching my carbs. Mm -hmm. But the dark lager, holy shit, it's so good. That's oh, yeah, that have. was I'm the sorry. one we had, yeah. The, the, the dark, dark lager is so good. I I got to find out if they do these in like sixes and or twelves or oh, something. Just, yeah, because you just got to the get variety the dark lager. pack. Because yeah. yeah. so far, I've only found them in the variety pack. And I like the variety pack, but like... Like I would say the rest of the variety pack is like between a 6.5 and a 7, whereas the dark lager is a 10. And so if I can just shove off the other stuff, yeah. I'd be much happier. Yeah. Okay, back to uh, simulated uh, reality. Uh, so the next one is uh, quarks with computer code. Um, so seemingly not crazy theoretical physicist James Gate. I like how they, they bring him in. Seemingly, <laughs> yeah, not, seemingly crazy. not crazy theoretical physicist James <laughs> Gate. I'm not sure I believe uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, claims he has identified what appears to be actual computer code embedded in the equations of string theory that describe the fundamental particles of our universe. He says he found error-correcting codes uh, and this is quotes, error correcting codes uh, that were that are what make web browsers work. So why were yeah, why were they in the equation I was studying about quarks and electrons and supersymmetry? So wait a second. Not only are we a simulation, but people are viewing this simulation through and, their web browser. Yeah, and yeah, we, well, you were we were talking about this before uh, we even started recording that you said everything's going is going to go like streaming soon. So, I mean, you need, like, just a browser to be able to read Fuck, the code. that's true. I did just say that. Yeah. I? So, I think you were onto something there that you didn't even realize. Huh. But, yeah, apparently people are looking at us through a browser, and they've got error-correcting codes in there. Is it Chrome? What are they using? Chrome? Um, <laughs> and this guy's seemingly not crazy. Don't forget that. <laughs> so, Firefox? They're, they're yeah, using the AOL browser. At some point yeah. in the future? <laughs> yeah, the AOL <laughs> browser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so aim still exists in the base reality. <laughs> yeah. They tried to inject it into ours, but we just weren't Rejected sophisticated it. enough. Yeah, we've evolved past the base reality. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Like when you're talking about something that a seemingly not crazy theoretical physicist talked about, how like. I don't I know any of this evidence my, he's talking about. My so. issue here is that I, I'm pretty sure that string theory is still pretty questionable. Yeah. Like we, string theory is not established science. It's nowhere near like gravity or evolution or any mm. of these kinds of established scientific theories. Like string theory is still pretty out there, I think. I think also like computer programming and math are based on the same things, which is like sort of units of logic. So... Of course, they're going to be self-similar to a certain degree. Like when you do algebra and, and run through the rules of an equation, you know, you're basically running an algorithm. So it's like, it's not so crazy that, okay, I looked at a bunch of crazy math stuff and it reminded me of computer stuff. It's like, no shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and as I've, I've seen said before, like people are uh, pattern recognizing machines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we find patterns in things, and so if we if we look at like a string of code or a string of numbers, we'll see a pattern in there. Like you look at yeah. maybe like you look at pi to enough 
decimal places, and you'll see it's my the birthday. house number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the, the, the address of the house you grew up in, or whatever. Like, it's going to be in there. We're going to yeah. see these mm-hmm. things that we recognize. Right? I don't know why they didn't just start. Now I want to look into this guy. Why didn't they just start with, like, theoretical physicist James Gate? Why did they start what off with seemingly not crazy? <laughs> seemingly not crazy. Like, that's... That's kind of weighted language. Yeah, like, I don't know. I need to look into it more. Anyways, <laughs> the next one. Uh, why does our universe have rules, in quotes, in the first place? So MIT... Yeah, rules are dumb. Yeah. Fuck oh, rules. rules. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, MIT uh, cosmologist Max Tegmart. See, they didn't even... They didn't say anything about him. Seemingly being, like, not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so MIT cosmologist uh, Max Tegmart has pointed to our universe's strict laws of physics as possible evidence that we live in a video game. And then in quotes here, if I were a character in a computer game, I would also discover eventually that the rules seemed completely rigid and rigid and mathematical, end quote. In this theory, the speed of light, the fastest rate at which uh, any particle can travel, represents the speed limit for transmitting information within the network of our simulation. So that kind of goes on what you talked about before. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're, we're down to the last four here. <laughs> um, so this next one is kind of what I talked about before. Uh, it's not actually possible to prove we're not in a living simulation. Yep. Um, so yeah, this um, nuclear physicist uh, Zoran Davudi. I don't know. He what does he say? I don't know. He says something about. Uh, oh no, it's a philo- New York New NYU philosopher David uh, Chamler. Um, says it's, yeah, it's, uh, doubts that it's possible to prove that we don't live in the matrix. And then he's got a quote here. Yeah, you also can't prove that the universe wasn't farted into existence by invisible <laughs> pixies. Fair point. <laughs> we can make a uh, long list of things you can't well, prove. Yeah. His quote here is, you're not gonna, going to get proof that we're not in uh, simulation because any evidence that we get could be simulated. And that's kind of what I talked about before, yeah. If you take any of these arguments and add bro after them, then you're like, oh, right, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, they're totally right. I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, there's three more. Let's let's okay. see how yeah. it works out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the end of all of okay, so uh, okay, this one's titled the Goldilocks Zone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Earth exists within what as, uh, astrobiologists call the Goldilocks Zone, close enough to a star that greenhouse gases can trap heat to keep liquid water. Uh, but far enough away that the planet does not become a Venusian hothouse. That we live in such an orbital sweet spot is circumstantial evidence for a simulation. In our sim de- if our sim designers wanted us to succeed, it makes sense that they'd place us in such a cushy environment, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, this, uh, this one is absolute garbage. Yeah. It's garbage. I mean, like... No, because I it's like the reason. Yeah. Well, this one, this one, you can argue it the other way of like the yeah. reason we're here is, is because, because exactly. we are in this Goldilocks yeah. zone. No, it's not that we were we're put here, but um, and and it's not even that like we're the only one in the Goldilocks zone. Like we have observed other planets that are in the Goldilocks zone. We know that they exist. Right. We don't know that these are M class planets, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so so yeah, like the the fact that 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 life happened to emerge on a planet that was perfect for life. Yeah, right? whoa. Not really much of a coincidence oh, there. Right. Right. Especially Dude, if so like, life is an emergent property of matter under the right conditions. 
It's like no shit. That's yeah. that's what matter does when it finds a place that's a, that's awesome. You know, it, yeah, makes, exactly. it makes life. It's like oh shit, this is awesome. Not to be yeah. expected. I'm gonna make life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, this next one. Uh, it makes more sense than ghosts. Uh, so, mm. paranormal events are not hauntings or alien encounters, but glitches in the simulation. This this theory is the one most explored on Reddit forums. Like, uh, are are we living in the simulation and our glitch in the matrix? Uh, where users explore big ideas in philosophy funnel in philosophy funneled into the details of the odd or the occult. A storefront exists in a town one day, then it doesn't. Explanations include a slip between parallel timelines or a pop-up. A car advertising pop-up in the in the computer that's running the simulation? Like it gets a porn pop-up? Oh, I was just thinking like a store pop-up. Like you know spirit Halloween. Yeah. Sorry. You're you're already committed to the simulation, yeah. Um, or a uh, a car passenger sees the word render in the sky as if entering a new part of a video game. Uh, elevators are a frequent setting for glitch stories. Uh, the jump between floors seems to encourage a slip within dimensions. Oh, okay. And then they have a bunch of pictures here with, like. Okay, so I, Tim, you're not looking at this, so I'll describe them. The <laughs> the first picture is two benches in like a, a like a park, mm-hmm. one that's behind another, uh, and then there's a path in front of it. I guess you could argue that maybe there's some sort of entertainment that happens in front of there, so it's like theater style seating. I don't know. <laughs> for a very small audience. Yeah. yeah, for a very small audience. The other is like two people wearing the same thing running down a street. Uh, right. I know some twins that wear the same clothes and do the same activities. Yeah. I don't know. Like that's I wouldn't call that necessarily a glitch. Uh, <laughs> same thing with this next one is like two ladies that are sitting on a subway that are wearing the same thing and they look kind of similar. It's yeah, like we yeah. have twins. We know twins exist. So right. Um, this other one, I don't know how to explain that. It's a same vehicle, other than like, I don't know, Photoshop. Same vehicle. It's a Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> Simulation. And they have the same the Mandela uh, effect. Because I looked over yeah, every letter before. No, but yeah. except for one <laughs> letter is different. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's a 6YN. No, no, it's like a 6YN. Wearing the same and the other color, one is 6W. Uh, they're in a restaurant oh, sitting in boots. Too, and the one that's in, on the left side yep, is in a red yep. jacket. The one on the uh, right side is Look, like a... There's only so many colors. Yeah, I mean, maybe that those are the popular colors that year. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're all friends. <laughs> that is true, yeah. Right. And it's like, you can also stage photos, you know, it's like, that's, that's something that exists. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. (laughs) This is meant to explain ghosts. My, my easy solution there is that I don't think ghosts exist. So Uh, we don't have to explain them anymore. Yeah. Uh, And then the last picture is a cat looking out at a cat that looks like the same cat, but there's a lot of cats that look similar. So yeah. I don't know. Those pictures are, yeah. Reminds me of an image that was going around on social media, like in the last month or maybe maybe six weeks of this this uh, this guy holding onto a missing poster for a cat. 
and then like in front of him as he's looking at the missing poster is the cat on the missing poster. But the cat has this look on his face like with this angry meow like, Fuck off! Don't don't fucking <laughs> don't tell anybody. Don't find me. Yeah. <laughs> don't wrap me up, man. Yeah, I'm missing. I'm living my reason. best life right yeah. now. <laughs> okay, and then uh, number fourteen here. Uh, we're already good at making simulations, and we're getting even better. Uh, so in 2014, the Harvard uh, Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics connected 8,000 computers to create a 350 million light year simulation of our universe and digitally aged it over 13 billion years. Uh, that The Sims video game franchise has sold over 125... Oh, they're okay. They're making a point. Sorry, I'm learning how to read here. Um, that the Sims video game franchise has we sold, all have to do it eventually. <laughs> yeah, has sold over 125 million copies in its first decade. Shows we're interested in playing with simulations too. If and when a future version of humanity finds themselves with the ability to create more realistic simulations. It wouldn't be a surprise if they opted to use it. Here's the thing. There's a difference between a simulated reality and, and creating consciousness within that simulated reality. That's mm. a huge other step. Mm -hmm. Like I can go into, again, my, my go-to GTA 5, and there are people walking around on the street who will behave a certain way and do a certain thing based on algorithms. But I don't think we're anywhere near a point where we could say any of them are conscious. Yeah. You know, that and that's that's what you require, because I know for a fact that at least one person in this reality is conscious. Like out of the three of us, <laughs> out of everybody, on the oh. <laughs> but also out of the three of us, Like I know for a fact that I am. And 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 I say this, in, you know, to be like, you know, total conspiracy guy, like, I don't know. You could be uh, you could be an AI. You could be an NPC. I'm an uh, Agent Smith. You, mm -hmm. you you could be. Yeah. Like the only one whose consciousness that I can be a hundred percent sure of is my own. But what if you can't be even sure of that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I, so here's the thing. I would say I can't be sure of my ability to make my my choices, right? But I know that I'm conscious. I know that I'm aware. Um, within the framework of I think, therefore I am. Okay. Someone could be controlling me in a way that I'm not aware of. I'll grant you that, but I am conscious. Wow, that's deep. Deep thoughts with Todd. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay. And the last one here, which I don't know why they ended on this one, probably because they just, I don't know, wanted to oh, get yeah. pop culture or something. Uh, the Yanni versus Laurel. Um, so remember in 2015 when the world flipped out because we all looked at the same photo and some of us saw oh. a blue dress while others saw a gold dress. Simpler times. Or yeah, you know, or the Yanni versus Lori fia a Laurel fiasco of 2018. Say what you will about pitch and volume and color saturation, these controversies made one thing clear. Each of us live in our own world. What we perceive as reality is in fact partly a simulation caused by our brains to help us process the fragments of data that we're receiving. Uh, to put it another way, there is no spoon. All I can so. think of in regards to that is, wasn't it nice when like the biggest internet debate was what yeah, color a dress what, was, exactly, and yeah. whether or not you should, as opposed to whether or not you should like get a life-saving vaccine, <laughs> like. <laughs> Such a simpler yeah. time. Yeah. We were so young, so innocent, so naive. <laughs> I mean, I think the oh. thing that I do like in here is, is like, I'm a believer of the multiverse that 
okay, maybe there's our, there is objective reality, but maybe there are other objective realities too. Objective that, realities, mm -hmm. yeah. That are equally real or could be accessible in some way that they're not necessarily a simulation, but we might not live in them the same way that we do every day, but that there might be ways to access it or there might be weird glitches in the quote-unquote matrix that are these <laughs> other realities that are intersecting with ours. So, like, I think mm -hmm. that's cool without having to rely on, okay, there's some kind of supercomputer in the sky that's doing all this stuff. Like, to me, that's more of, like, the psychedelic um, experience kind of reflects this idea that there could be other realities and there might be points where, shit, you stumble into one for a time, you know? Well, and I think, yeah, I mean, going back to, like, the the double slit experience experiment that we were talking about earlier where, you know, light is a particle and a wave, when depending on how you observe it, um, I think more likely... The more likely ex explanation for that is is not that we're in a simulation, but that we are in a natural universe that's kind of weird and fucked up. Yeah. And in that same way, like you were saying, if there are these other uh, other universes, these multiverses, um, maybe this weird and fucked up universe, they bump into each other, and then we do have those overlaps. You know that to me, even I, I don't personally take the the multiverse theory very you know well, but mm -hmm. but it makes more sense to me than that we're in a simulation. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel it, at the end of the day, like you said before, what does it really matter? Like, we're if we find out we're in a simulation, right. what can we do about it? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like that's worse than just enjoying the simulation for what it is. <laughs> or just living life as if it's real. And, yeah. I think in uh, some ways, maybe finding out we're in a simulation would, like, motivate us to, like, do even stupider stuff. Because, like, yeah, it would probably that is, we're just coding yeah, a computer. Exactly. Woo! <laughs> yeah, it would probably fuck things up even more. So, yeah, going back to Tim's point, yeah. Like, like, yeah, we won't do anything. Cause yeah. I hope this is real life reality and we're the ones that are going to create a simulated world for... And then we'll uh, fuck it up for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now it's got me thinking, like, what if the Sims characters are, like, legit think that they're real mm -hmm. and we're just fucking with them and drowning them in pools because we yeah. take out the ladders? Right? Damn, now I feel like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is time moving so fast all of a sudden? No! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, so that's all of the uh, the vulture.com article uh, refuta irrefutable reasons yeah. why we might be living in a simulation. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we've all come kind of come to the same conclusion. That yeah, the simulation is unlikely. Yeah. Or if it's if it's like if it's likely, it's like meh, maybe it's not that useful. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's all. It's all yeah, relevant. Who cares? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, well, it's been so nice to have you at our table yeah. uh, chatting about this Thank random you, yeah. stuff. Do you want to um, kind of just mention maybe where you uh, you have your book that people can buy it or look at yeah, it and yeah. check you out, find you on social? Totally. Um, you can go to lostbooks.ca and that is the sort of small press that I run. Um, I have print editions of that and another book. And also there is um, an ebook version that is linked from there that is sold through a site called Gumroad, where basically you pay and you download it. Um, I can give away a, a, like a download code for some free 
well, we, copies if you want yeah, to Yeah, speaking that of too. giveaways, you did give us a signed copy right. of, uh, of Conspiratopia. Yeah. And uh, so what, what we were thinking was we, I don't know what date we decided. <laughs> I think oh, it's I like think middle of January. Four, no, January 4th. Yeah, it was the middle of January because we're okay. going to take a break for our, uh, our next one. Um, but yeah, we're going to blast some stuff out on social. Um, and we want just any of the listeners to get back at us with what your favorite conspiracy is. Yeah. Um, that you'd like us to cover, uh, or one that we've already covered before, uh, and just yeah, kind of reach reach out to us um, with uh, with that, and uh, yeah, we'll put your name in a draw, and then we will give away uh, this book that Tim has uh, yeah donated and uh, and signed for us. That's that's the only that's the only um, existent signed hard copy so far. Yeah, wow. Oh, damn. Wow. Uh, we never are mind, so, this contest is over. We are uh, so flattered <laughs> that you were letting us give that away. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so there's that. And, and if people want uh, uh, to read the ebook, I, I made a download code that I'll just say now and you can like put it in the show notes or whatever. But it's lostbooks.ca slash half cut. So you can you can go there and you can it will it will automatically direct you to uh, a free download of the book if you want to check it out. Um, and if you do oh, check awesome. it out, well, that's so you, generous. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for yeah, doing yeah. that, Tim. That's awesome. Um, if you do check it out, uh, listeners, like uh, it would be appreciated if you left a review somewhere, like on Goodreads or on a blog or a podcast or whatever. Um, I'm not on Amazon. I'm not selling through any major markets. I'm just doing it like totally. Uh, as independently yeah, as Yeah, why does that not surprise me? Yeah, I mean, I, I found that, um, you know, I can use a print-on-demand publisher and I can have, like, a decent rate per book. It's not it's not huge, but if I then sell it through them through Amazon, it's like everybody else makes money in that except for me, and basically I end up giving away my book for free anyway, so it's like, that doesn't seem like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't seem like a good model for anything, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's better to me just to like give it away to people that want to read it and like uh, otherwise like spread the word if you can. So awesome! We'll we'll definitely uh, we'll put out a post on our social and uh, yeah, like I said, we have this contest and then yeah, thank you for yeah. uh, having that download <laughs> link for uh, for our listeners. That was great. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, so if if you liked any part of this uh, this podcast uh, talking about you know simulation theory or you know artificial intelligence or anything it kind of ties in a little bit with with the theme of the book so definitely check it out uh give it a read it's um it's a novella so it's not yeah it's know, not super it's long, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 and some yeah yeah uh it's a fun book fun read again thanks tim so much for yeah. joining us thanks for having me uh, yeah. todd do you want to shout out our socials yeah, I mean, most of our socials you can find at uh, at our website at blah, 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 media.com, B-L-A-H, 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 media. Uh, our socials are there. Our uh, You can find this podcast as well as my other podcast, uh, When Bad Things Happen to Good People. I'm currently covering Of Mice and Men with Dave Colmine. Okay, well, I think, um, yeah, we, we kind of covered as much as we could um, yeah. simulation yeah. we did a lot theory. really enjoyed talking to you tim yeah um, thanks you too had a, had a great time awesome all right well i know it's like super late over there for you so um have a good night and uh yeah i i look forward to seeing what uh, your future endeavors uh cover <laughs> yeah. what other books you throw out there thanks you too oh, do you have a do you have a, like a terrible dad joke you want to end the episode oh on? right yeah oh, oh man, boy I, I forgot about that i actually don't I, i'm not we've not gotten to that 
the the dad jokes are just like more physical comedy. <laughs> you're not at this dad jokes, Nathan. Yeah. All right, okay. Do you have a good one? What is uh, blue and not very heavy? Uh, I don't know. Light blue. <laughs> oh man, oh, that no. was horrible. Oh that. <laughs> I'm googling like it dad oh, jokes. They're <laughs> yeah. overruling my dad joke. Oh. What the hell? Oh, okay. Here's one. Uh, what wedding gift should you buy for a Windows administrator? I don't know. I don't know. Perhaps you should check the registry for clues. <laughs> <laughs> there are so few people who will get that I, joke. Wow. Yeah. I'm, oh, okay. Well, this is like I said. This is like our nerdiest podcast ever. <laughs> That's so. a fair joke to end yeah. our nerdiest podcast on. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Tim, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I've been Carlos Sia. I've been Todd Sullivan. And I've been Tim Boucher. Uh, and this has been Half Cut Conspiracies. We'll see you around. Yeah. Bye.